You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beer and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone Holiday Edition Rico and Howard. Howard, well, it's finally here. Let's just jump right into the game that everybody has been hyping up all season long. Michigan, Ohio State, both undefeated. But, man, you can – on sat last Saturday, it didn't look like it was going to – both were going to be undefeated. Both were challenged. What is What do you expect this game to be like? Because, for me, I, I see flaws in both teams and – I, I, I just don't know. This is the first year I really don't know. Well, I think let's start out with Ohio State. You know, um, you know they struggled a little bit. You know, defensively, this last game gave up some big time plays. Uh, you know, they not don't necessarily run the ball as well as you know they did early in the year. Stroud has has showed that okay, well I, he can't be the perfect quarterback each and every week. You know, he's shown some of those things that he actually is human. Um, you look at Michigan, you know, red zone issues that they have, uh, you know, some of the issues that they have with the deep ball uh, coming up with plays there. Not quite sure whether Blake Quorum is going to be 100 percent, although I fully expect him to be ready to rock and roll. He was handing out turkeys a few days ago, so I know he'll be ready to go. I mean, it's one of those matchups. Yeah, he was handing out the turkeys, Howard. He's yeah. heading out the turkeys, but you could kind of see a little bit of a limp in all the yeah. different videos. Like Angelique Shingelis had a video, and you could kind of yeah. see. I'm like, either he's really cool or he's got a little bit of a limp to him. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I, I don't think that he's 100%, uh, at least when he was handing those turkeys out. Kudos to him as well for, for giving back to the community. I know a lot of exactly. our young student athletes, not just in Michigan, but Michigan State, but across the Big Ten, you know, do a lot of great things with the NIL money when it comes to the holidays. So, you know, kudos for him doing that. But but I think it's one of those things. Listen, you have some injuries. When you have the type of volume uh, and the type of carries that, that he gets up until this point, you know, there are going to be some nicks and bruises that, quite frankly, has just come with the game. So I think for me, seeing the flaws of both teams, I hope both are as close to 100% as they can be for this game. And ultimately, the one who is able to, I think, control the line of scrimmage is going to be the team that's going to come out of this thing with the victory. I mean, you're right. I would love to see Blake Corn play because, you know, he wasn't there. Donovan Edwards didn't play in the game. And that, that rushing attack in the second half, it didn't exist. And for Ohio State, I, I mean, I feel like we need to put some some uh, pictures on the back of a milk carton for those old enough to remember that. Yeah, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I don't know. Is he hurt? Is he just kind of sitting a year out? Or I have no idea. And it sounds like Ryan Day has no clue. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those things, man. You 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 have when he has the kind of injury he has, and you have the the draft projections uh, to where he's going to be. You know, I, I would expect that he would want to play in a game like this. And, and I think one of the things that's probably slowing a decision, not that I know anything inside, just as, you know, as, as we've gone through, a, you know, a couple of years of guys opting out of games and doing different things, you know, if you have a chance to compete for a national championship, I, I think he's going to do everything he possibly can do to get out there and be a part of the program because I know he wants to compete. But it's just one of those things. If you're not out there practicing on a consistent basis, it's not really fair to some of the other guys that are putting in a lot of work each and every week uh, and are practicing and getting ready for these games uh, to insert them if that's the case. We don't know. Sounds like Coach Day doesn't really know. Right. But we do know this. If he is on the field, it's an added boost for them. Just like for me, when Donovan Edwards is on the field and has a chance to play, he is a uh, matchup nightmare, particularly in the pass game. The wheel route, man. <laughs> but when he gets in the pass game, oh, man, there are not many people that can keep up with him, and it's certainly not going to be a linebacker that's going to be able to run with him. No, nah, that, that wheel route that they run with him is just – that's money in the bank right there. That's the, You just go ahead and throw your hands up for a touchdown because you're right. Whoever's out there, unless it's a corner, he's yeah. about to beat a linebacker. That That's just – it ain't even fair. But when I look at this game, man, it's like, okay, Ohio State's had difficulty stopping the run. Yeah. Michigan can run the ball well. So it seems like advantage Michigan, except for Michigan, stalls in the red zone and kicks field goals, and you cannot beat Ohio State kicking field goals. So then I'm thinking, okay, advantage Ohio State. <laughs> That's why I said I, I, I don't know. I mean, if and this maybe this is the game that we finally see – the full potential of J.J. McCarthy, because i got to be honest with you, Howard, I haven't been that impressed because I haven't seen anything that Kay McNamara did not do mm-hmm. that J.J. has done. It's like, uh, I mean, I know Cade is now hurt, but it was like, did we really need to make the switch? Because I don't see that big of a difference here. Like, yeah. you literally bought a house across the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You, you know what, and I think that's what's so interesting and fascinating about this game coming into it, right, is the flaws and so many of the things that you really want to see from the opposing team. I mean, you look at Hayden, the, the, the freshman running back uh, for Ohio State. Yeah. Man, he is really dynamic. And you look at the numbers, he's run inside the tackles uh, more than the other two uh, and really had more success running inside the tackle. But I also – you know, to have to tell people that a lot of the times when he was getting carries earlier in the year, the games were out of control or out of hand or in hand if you're Ohio State. And they weren't trying to get out on the edges. They were really just trying to keep things inside and trying to milk the clock. But last week, you know, in the second half, he really had come on and shown a lot. And I think, quite frankly, he could walk away from this game. If Ohio State wins, he could walk out of this game you know, being a, a a national name now for Ohio State as far as a player you have to watch. But with all that saying, to me, the best player on the field will be Marvin Harrison Jr. Right there. They just have to figure out a way to be able to get him the ball. You look at Michigan's secondary, they've given up some things on the 50-50 ball. They, they're they're going to struggle trying to, to cover him. And I, I best believe that if you get a – you know, you get the single side wide receiver. He's open to the wide side, and it's and they're matched up one on one. He's gonna put it up and, and see what happens. 
because that guy is as dynamic as they come. Uh, he's definitely going to be a difference maker in this game. Now, it's funny because you talk about the Ohio State running back coming in and Hayden, and, and, and it, what it reminded me of was a back that was buried on the bench at the University of Michigan. But once he got his start, he never gave it up, and that was Mike Hart. Yeah. Mike Hart was the guy. But all of a sudden he got in, I think it was either third or fourth string back, and mm -hmm. injuries happened, and he went out there, and the other guys got back healthy, and they were like, hey, I hope you like being the backup because this guy right here, because Ohio State's had trouble running the ball, like you said, whereas he looks like an old-school Zeke Elliott type of back where, you know what, they can ride him for 30, 35 carries if they need. Because I didn't feel that way about Ohio State this year where the run game was like, okay, well, I guess you're using the pass to set up the run where it used to be use the run to set up the pass. C.J. Stroud, you know – Hasn't looked that great under pressure, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of that comes with the lack of balance. Where you know, when he every snap you could just rush him. You don't have to even pretend like they're going to run the ball. And I think now, if they have some semblance of a run game, that's going to help Stroud out a lot. Yeah, I, I know having uh, Mayan Williams and Henderson in the lineup. You know, Ohio State fans and Ohio State coaching staff. I'm sure they're excited about it. But to me, you know, when you just watch it, there's a clear difference between. Um, the three guys and Hayden to me gives you gives you a lot. I mean, he really does. And I'm not saying that he's you know necessarily sur surpassed those other two guys because they they've done a lot for Ohio State to this point. But if they're unable to go, <laughs> they better watch out because I mean he's he is really talented. And, and I'll say this: I, I think CJ has to be a part of the run game this week. If he's not a part of the run game, yeah. it's going to be a problem. And I know in previous weeks. You know, Coach Day has talked about when C.J. runs the ball, it's really out of necessity, right? And, and I think this is another situation where it's got to be out of necessity. He's got to be a part of it uh, because I think that will open up so much more. But I think the other thing that, that's really going to be telling, uh, when you think if you're an Ohio State fan or you're watching this thing from the outside, Ohio State spent the entire offseason talking about how much better they needed to be yeah. at the line of scrimmage on both sides. And, and that's about the physicality. And trust me, I'm not I'm not saying anybody's soft. I'm not saying they play the game soft. I'm not saying that at all. Just things showed up when they played Michigan a year ago uh, that were really glaring. And Michigan controlled that line of scrimmage. And Ohio State, to be able to answer the questions and to be able to come away and win this game, they're going to have to make a decision to really control it. And, and I don't know if that's necessarily in their nature because they have so many weapons on the outside and they want to throw it. So, you know, we're going to find out. This is going to be a physical game. And as I said again, you know, that line of scrimmage has to be won by someone. Yeah. And right now, I really give the edge to Michigan on both sides of the ball when you talk about being physical at the point of attack. I do, but uh, number 44, who I'll probably butcher his name on Ohio State, Man, if he can give you a performance like he did against Penn State, where he was just everything and all that, he showed that he was a top pick uh, coming out of uh, – he was the number one player coming out of, of high school. Mm -hmm. That would be a difference maker. Howard, the, the thing is, when I look at this game, I can't call the winner right now. I just yeah. think that – I don't think it's going to be as close as people think. I think it's going to be – somebody's going to win this thing big. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be rather, like you said, if Michigan can control the line of scrimmages similar to what they did last year yeah. and make Ohio State play catch-up, 
and force C.J. Stroud into making mistakes, I can see Michigan running away with this. On the flip side, I can see Ohio State coming in there, Michigan, because I, I my magical number is three. Mm. If Jake Moody has to kick more than three field goals, Michigan can't win this game. Yeah. Because I will always say, you can't beat the Alabamas and you can't beat the top teams in the nation who kick field goals. Now, they can kick field goals amongst each other. Alabama and Georgia can because they're even. But when you're playing them and you get a shot, man, if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you're Ryan Day, especially if you're Harbaugh, you, you may have to go for it on fourth down because that's what – see, I think that's where Ohio State lost last year. They they ended up kicking field goals early. Mm-hmm. And they never could catch back up, Howard. Yeah. And that's one of the things that happens, right? They, they've got to really ultimately – be able to execute, right? And you look at from the Michigan side, what do they have to do? They have to hit those 50-50 balls or, or rather those uh, explosive plays down the field. They've got to make some of those. And they've been missing way too often on them. And J.J.'s going to have to make plays outside of the pocket. To me, just like we talked about C.J. having to be a part of the run game, J.J. has to be a part of the run game because that, to me, which creates true uh, – a difference in what this offense can do because now, you know, when he gets out on the perimeter, man, I mean, now you're putting your defensive players uh, in conflict. And, and that's when you have a quarterback like that, that's what you have to be able to do. You have to be able to force guys to make reads, see how athletic they are. And that's why, you know, you, you look at that, just, you know, some of those run option plays, they, they've got to be able to pull them out of the bag, but they also, have to be able to, to run. Now, I, I thought one of the things they showed that was an issue for them last week against Illinois was Illinois is running that 3-4. Right. And when you play against a team like that, a 3-4, they get penetration. It throws the entire blocking scheme off, and you just yeah. saw just how uh, how much havoc was created by that front seven of Illinois uh, versus Michigan last week. And that's a secondary to Illinois that comes up with the football. They're going to contest every throw. And that's what they did against J.J. last week. So – you know, they've got to be feeling a little bit better that they're not going to see a, a 34 defense this week. But at the end of the day, they've got some guys over there. Zach Harrison decides he, he wants to have another big week. Yeah. I mean, they got some dudes over there that they're going to have to block. But this no, is you're right. And, and, and Howard, I think that one of the biggest things for Michigan, and this is a problem that they've had all year, but when J.J. goes back to throw, he's had receivers open. And either he overthrows them or like last mm-hmm. week, I still don't know how Andrew Anthony let that ball go right through his hands. I mean, yes. that, he dropped it. J.J. dropped it right in the bucket. It mm-hmm. was there. I, I don't know if there's a disconnect between them, but, yeah, you 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 cannot miss. When you get yeah. an opportunity and you burn an Ohio State corner, you got to yeah. connect on that, if, if and you got to get those big plays so that you're not kicking the field goals. Now, I'm, I, I do want to ask you this because, okay, we've done the professional thing. Now I want Howard – the Illinois grad, the Illinois alum, uh-huh. was it pass interference on that fourth down play? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly looked like it. <laughs> Certainly I, I, looked I thought like so it. as well. I'm like, this is what they show players and coaches. This is offensive pass interference, uh-huh. and he did it right in front of the ref. And I'm like, yeah, okay, better believe it'll be on, it'll be on the referee tape next year that is shown to all the. <laughs> during training camp to all the teams. Okay, because see, because it was so obvious, I thought, well, maybe it's a set of the rules that I don't even know about. So I'm sitting up there digging like, no, nah, I think that was 
that was pass interference. Um, mm-hmm. that one, and then I saw Brett Bielema. I, I like how he handled it because he called him out without calling him out, saying, "Well, I guess we're gonna have to start practicing against this play if this play is legal." So, <laughs> I, I felt your angst because as a, as an MSU alum, I I, I, I I don't know how you can't kick a a twenty yard field goal to to win a game. That yeah. that one was. When I went back and looked at the tape, I felt bad. And 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 you as a former running back, it looked like Elijah Collins, who had a great game. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is, Howard. He went a little hero. Mm-hmm. Play was set up to go into the middle. You already know you got a struggling kicker. Place him in the best spot. I, I mean, what do you say to your team when you know – I know it's I know it's a team game, but occasionally individuals do screw up. How do you go back to your team and say, "Fellas, my bad. I should have followed the assignment and followed the script." Yeah, it's man, it's it, it's hard. I think first of all, let's put ourselves in, in the players' position. You know, guys want to make plays, man. And, right, senior day, he is senior. He wanted to be the hero. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't fault him for that, but you but, can see uh, the look in his eyes at the end of the game was like. I messed up. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, you know, there's nothing you can say, right? Because it's on video. It's sitting there. You knew what you were supposed to do. And and I'm quite sure they had gone through situational football on what you need to be able to do and how to execute. And when you don't execute what you're trying to do and you're trying to do something else for some other reasons, I mean, it's unfortunate. These things happen. But that uh, it's going to be a learning lesson for him and something that I'm sure he will not forget for the rest of his life. No, it looks like he may even get a reprieve because due to the fact that there's not a lot of good football teams and that they need 82 teams to play in the bowl games, it looks like even win or lose going into Saturday, Michigan State's going to get a bowl game because they're like number two when it comes to the APR ratings. So – you, you kind of get a little bit of a reprieve, but I'm sure Mel Tucker doesn't want to backdoor into the bowl. He wants to go into Penn State and win this thing. I guess looking at this MSU team, at some point, does, does it just get difficult to keep overcoming and overcoming and overcoming? I mean, you you had to overcome the eight that happened in the tunnel incident, and now you got to overcome this, a game that you thought you had won First and 10, first and goal, the Mm -hmm. 10-yard line with a minute to go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm sure everybody in Vegas in the world thought that this thing was over. How do you keep going back to that well and just motivating your players? 
Yeah, I think first of all, I think you know they've got the right guy at the front of the room in Mel Tucker who can who can shift gears and let him know how upset he is, but also let the let the team know you know where we need to go and that there's still something that we need to be playing for. And to me, this is just an opportunity for for not only the head coach but the coaching staff to really um, ingrain you know, what we're trying to do as a program. And this is it's not unusual. I mean, you can look at Maryland the same way that there are things that happen to them yeah. as they're trying to build a program to what they want to be. And they play some tough games, and they're in those games. And then there are certain plays that, that, that they have, whether they're penalties, whether they're you know, drop balls, whatever it may be. You know, trying to get your program to a point where you're competing for titles each and every year is hard to do. Yeah. You're going to have mistakes, and all you can do is keep going back and, and recruiting and hoping that, that the people that you're bringing into the program are buying in 100% and are going to do what's what they need to do as far as the team concerned. Because that's what happens. you got to be able to trust the, the person playing to your left or your right that they're going to do their job. Don't do anybody else's. Right. Just do yours. And it's a difficult thing to do. And particularly in this day and age when, you know, so many family members get a chance to have direct contact with you and fans have direct contact with you trying to tell you, well, you need to be doing this or you should be doing that or maybe you should transfer. There's so many voices out there that it's a difficult time for young people to be competing at, at the collegiate level and also at the high school level because there's so many voices that they hear once they leave the facility. So that's no, all right. I'm with you, man. This is one of those things when I look back, I'm so glad there was a social media when I was in college because mm -hmm. we did a lot of dumb things and a lot of stuff probably didn't need to be videotaped. There'll only be memories that you can still deny. Right. But you're right. There's so much contact with people now that they can reach out and tell you this. You're great. You're horrible. You suck. Yeah. You know, you see all of these different things. And, and we do forget that, you know what, these kids got to somehow compartmentalize all of that and just set it to the side along with parents and everybody else saying, hey, go hit the portal, go to this school, go to that school. So, no, I mean, that that's a valid point. Yeah. I do want to ask you this, though. And, you know, I love that I have this show with you because I can use your experience and stuff. So sometimes I feel like I'm interviewing you, but it's just like, <laughs> you so please forgive me. But one of the things, like, believe it or not, there's a big debate going on within, like, the Michigan State fan base. Some say, Forget it. Don't go to a bowl game. Turn it down. Others are like, you absolutely go to a bowl game, even if you're five and seven. I get. Is there a right choice to that? Like, is it or is it, I mean, is it a no brainer? Because I'm thinking, as a fan, you're angry, but as a coach and as a team, man, you get those extra practices and extra reps. You can't go wrong, right? No, you you can't go wrong. And I get it as a fan base that you may not get excited uh, about your team having an opportunity to to go to a bowl game, and it's probably not necessarily the quote-unquote best ball game or where you would like to go. But the reality is for a team to get those extra practices is huge. For a team now to have recruits be able to come and take official visits or, or in regular unofficial visits and the team is still practicing mm -hmm. is huge. For some of those young players who may not have played as much, that first, you know, those first five days of practice a lot of the young people are getting opportunities to practice and getting getting valuable time that maybe they weren't able to get during the season because you're trying to rest some of the older guys who may have some nicks and bruises. So 
So you during the ball practice, how is, 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 is it just the senior? I mean, the seniors kind of just take sit to the side and coach up the young guys. No, I, I think it's a situation where if you've been getting a lot of reps and, and you've been banged up during the year, you know, they may give you a few days off and you let some of the younger guys, you know, go in there and, and get some valuable, you know, practice time during that time. So I think it's just, you know, it's hard to get get your, your backups ready, you know, during the season or and not so much your, your number twos, but your number twos get more practice. But even some of your threes and some younger guys that may be further down the depth chart, allow them to get some work in. Uh, during bowl practice, and, and it's a great experience. That way you can rest some of your, your older guys, like I said, who may have a few nicks and bruises uh, from the season. Okay. And now I guess, is it – I mean, it looks like it's going to be Iowa winning the Big Ten West. They they got the game going up against Nebraska on Friday. Yeah. They win. They're in. We may get the rematch with them in Michigan or uh, Ohio State. Can we expect Iowa to maybe pull off a shocker in the Big Ten championship game, or is it probably going to be how we think it's going to be? You know, it's hard to see it. It's hard to see, you know, whether it was Iowa, whether it was Purdue, um, whoever it was coming out of the West to really have an opportunity to to really upset the the East East champ, um, whoever it is, Ohio State or or Michigan. Right. But, you know, they've got to play the game. I'll say this, when it comes down to, I think, you know, how many teams you can get into the playoffs. I think it's getting a little tougher because of the SC, the way they're playing right now, and the fact that they've got Notre Dame coming up this weekend can be a feather in their cap. But Michigan, to assure, obviously, to assure that they're getting in, they have to be able to beat Ohio State. And then you can sit back and look at Ohio State and see what happens. But it's becoming more and more difficult as things start to play out to think that you know we can get – two teams into the Big Ten Championship. But, you know, we're, we're going to find out. You asked about Iowa. We're, we're really going to find out. But who would have thought four or five weeks ago <laughs> Not this me. even would have been Iowa? I mean, yeah. this Iowa. The Kirk fans is going to have more fun, I think, at the press conference. They get to Indy than anybody else because, as usual, they write them off. Right. They tell Brian fans he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. <laughs> and everything's just a, a complete mess. Right. I mean, think about it. Spencer Petrus. We were just like, yeah, maybe you should just go ahead and pull pull him yeah. and play the backup QB. He's got to be the one coming in with the biggest grin. Like, hey, remember me? You yeah. guys all wrote me off. Yeah. Guess what? I'm here second straight year in a row. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think so. We're going to see. But Nebraska Nebraska's going to put up a fight. They've really been fighting with Mickey Joseph. Uh, as a head coach, you know, at this particular point all year, they, you know, yes, they, they've still dropped some games, but if Casey Thompson is able to play, that gives them a chance. But this Iowa defense, they just continue to, to no matter what the situation, be able to come up with plays that not only put points on the board or give their offense a short field. Uh, Joseph, got any shot at getting that Nebraska job? Or Hard you think- to see it, right? I, I think – it, Nebraska really needs to figure out, and I, I think Trev is going to hire the right person without a doubt, but I think they have to figure out what they want to be and who they want to be. Um, I think you look at, you you know, you, you see Michigan State and just how big their back office is and with all of the, the support staff that are around. Right. That's where college football is headed. That's where it is right now for the teams that are competing. If you look at you know, those teams right now that, that are in the top 10 uh, of the college football polls, 
I'm not so sure about TCU and their back office, but I'm pretty sure the rest of them, uh, their back offices are huge. Tennessee might have, you know, 55, 60 people listed as support staff, and that's not counting their coaching staff. Right. (laughs) Right. And I think that's that's where it's gone. And there was a lot of I gotta think that TCU has that staff, Howard. I mean, this is a state that has 50,000 seat high school stadiums. So yeah. they take football pretty serious in the state of Texas. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You it's no longer just your coach and the other nine coaches who hit the road. Right. It's you know a portal staff. Mm-hmm. It's a recruiting staff. It's like and they're separate. They're not the same people. It's like your mm-hmm. job. I know at MSU they have dedicated people. Their job every week, every day is to look at portal stuff and mm-hmm. see just enter the portal and take a look. Is this somebody we can use? And then they got recruiting. People mm-hmm. who just look at high school films. So yeah, you're right. It's becoming a gigantic arms race where it used to just be facilities and locker room and training rooms, and now it's all about who do you have on your staff, who's an advisor, who's this, who's that, who's the recruiting coordinator. Yeah. Well, think about this. We're talking about adding. Oh, I'm talking oh, about all these other support people. Go out there with her. Okay. Where, where do they go? <laughs> where do they meet? Most of these facilities, and you could have built a facility uh, five years ago, and it still probably cannot hold. You don't have enough, whether it's cubicles, whether it's offices, no matter what, a large enough staff room. I mean, you look at some of these staff rooms now, they're huge. You've got a huge table sitting in the middle of the room, and then you've got seats on the outside wall for the the support team when they have their, their meetings. So... You know, that's where it's going. But your original question, can Mickey get this job? I, I think there's a chance. There's probably an outside chance. But I think, again, they've got to figure out what they how they want to build this thing. And they have all the resources in the world. They're going to spend money. Yeah. So it's just a matter of who's going to be the right person to be able to take advantage of, uh, of some of the opportunities that are out there. I think it's somebody that needs to have probably some ties back into Texas. Because that's where Nebraska was really rolling uh, when they had those ties, and, and it's a national, it's a national recruiting program, and they've got to be able to figure that side of it out. But um, you know, there's some coaches out there that, that I think would love the job. And the other thing too is how it, I know it's a good job. I do know it's a good job. But when you look around uh, the landscape of college football, where is it? Where does it stack up right now? If let's say in 2024. There's just one conference. There's no East and West. Mm. I mean, coaching has gotten a lot harder and will be much tougher. But they've got to find the right person uh, that can resurrect the program. And I think it's got to be a person where it's going to take time unless it's a guy that can, you know, just snap his fingers and make things happen immediately. There's really only one guy I know that's available right now that can make that happen. And I know people laugh at me when I say Urban Meyer because I don't know if he would even be interested in the job or they would be interested in him. But he's the type of uh, coach when you look at what he can do recruiting-wise, setting up a back office, setting up all of these things that need to be in place to have immediate success or have success relatively quickly. He's the type of person, I'm not saying it's him, but he's the type of person that you're looking at that has a skill set. But then again, 
there are very few of those guys. I mean, that, that dude is a, a Hall of Fame. Right, right, which is why I think that they should go ahead and, and jump on top of that and, and lock up somebody like Urban Meyer because you're right. He can go into Texas. He can get a lot of people. He, he's going to recruit nationally. He's going to leave that footprint. He's going to be able to go into Florida and California and Texas, restock that team and get them back to where they were. Yep. One one last thing, Howard, before I let you go. The newest two teams coming in, if they make it, is, is going to be UCLA and USC. Now, UCLA, yep. they still got a thing going on with uh, Cal. But I love the color rush. I love how they wear the home jerseys in that game. I hope the Big Ten allows them to continue doing this. And honestly, I would like to see them do it for other teams. Like, to see Michigan wearing the blue and Ohio State wearing the red in that yeah. game, I think that would take that over the top. Yeah, you you know what? I think we're we're getting to we're we're starting to get to an age in, in, in college athletics where I I know that there's some things that that just we just think will never change, uh, but but I think there's some things that, that should be you could revisit. I mean, is it if it's if it's not hurting anybody, it's not everybody agrees to it. <laughs> and it, it promotes the game. It makes the game better. People are excited about it. Why not do it? And, and I think now we're, we're starting to see, uh, to me, you know, we have a commissioner now in, in the Big Ten that first and foremost is, is player driven. He, he's, about, he's about the players and about the student athlete experience. And if it's something that can make the student athlete experience much better, he's going to make sure that the resources are allocated for them to be able to do it. And I know that there's a lot of talk about travel uh, for, for SC and well, really for all the teams, whether you're going to the West Coast, East Coast, there, there's a lot of concerns about that. And, and I see them too, but I think that, you know, it's going to take some creativity. And I think it's something that, that ultimately Kevin Warren and his staff and Rosemont are, are going to be able to make sure that the student athlete is put in the best position not only for, for travel, but also just the experience of going to hang out in L.A. or the people in L.A. going to hang out in, in New Jersey, in, in College Park, in Columbus. There's so many great experiences, I think, that can be had uh, by the student athletes being able to travel. I, I kind of likened it a little bit to the story all the time. Like when, when players go to bowl games, I mean, it's nothing like going to bowl games because it, it, it's fun because you're with your teammates. You're, you're hanging out. You're traveling. Even – you know, you, you've had some people be able to go, like Northwestern, be able to go to Dublin and play, right? right. That experience that, that they're having as student athletes, even if they make it to the pros and they have all the money that they had, that they could imagine, the experience of them going to Dublin, the way they went to Dublin, it's hard to recreate. And most people won't be able to recreate it because of the camaraderie and the team, the, the team building activities that, that go on around it. Now, I got to give... You know, Harbaugh does a tremendous job with that and has in the past of really creating a lot of these events and a lot of opportunities for student athletes to experience things differently. And I think, again, getting back to Kevin Warren, I think he's going to do the very best job he can and his staff can do, along with the coaching staffs, to make sure that, that all the student athletes are able to, to have a great experience. It's not all going to be perfect, right. but they're going to be able to have some great experiences to look back on when it's all said and done. All right, Howard, we, we're not going to be here for Thanksgiving. Well, I'm not. You you can. I'm not going to be here. What's, what's, what's the go-to for you, man, for, for the Thanksgiving dinner? You know, for me, it's oyster dressing. That's right, oyster dressing. 
for me, my aunt makes it all the time. It's been unbelievable. Go to for me. And, I, and I'm looking forward to it. See, I, I guess I'm I'm real simple. <laughs> I, mashed potatoes, man. There I, you go. I'm simple. You can have all of that stuff. Give me some good mashed potatoes, maybe a little hint of cheese up in there. <laughs> Just a little hint. Just a little hint. Don't overdo it. Just uh-huh. a little hint. I'm good to go, my friend. Howard, yeah, I hear you. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody watching this. We'll be back. By the time we come back, we'll know who's going to be in that Big Ten championship game on Tuesday, Howard. We can start breaking that game down. No doubt. And I'll be five pounds heavier. <laughs> Please. You're hot on your Peloton. You'll be there all <laughs> on Friday. Trust all right, me. my man. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks for watching. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. We'll be back on Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.